Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. My featured book for you today is a memoir titled Inferno, and it is the best book that I have read in 2020. Author Catherine Cho was a young, first-time mother who, six months after giving birth, finds herself in an involuntary psychiatric ward with a rare form of postpartum psychosis that one or two in a thousand women experience. The episode starts with what she calls an erasure of her son's face, seeing demons in her baby's eyes. In her psychosis, she believes she is a character in Dante's Inferno, but that her hell is a computer simulation. Time, she feels, is no longer linear, and who she is is no longer straightforward. She becomes, or she feels, infinite, and not just herself, but her grandmother, her husband, her son. What an incredibly haunting and powerful episode of Psychosis. Few would be able to wrap words around. Written from journals and notes taken in the midst of the frenzy in hospital. You don't have to be a mother to find this account of postpartum psychosis gripping, but it does shed so much light on how motherhood can reorganize a personality, perhaps. I have not been able to stop thinking about this book because of the glimpses it gives us into how the human mind, personality, and chemistry of our bodies are interwoven and how that delicate balance can be disturbed and then perhaps recovered. Here's author of Inferno, a memoir, Catherine Cho. You know, motherhood is a, it's a transformation of self. Suddenly your identity shifts and it becomes about your identity in relation to another human being. Do you, did you have any history of uh, mental issues at all? No, I had I had no history of mental issues. Um, yes, it, it was a complete shock to me. I I didn't know that postpartum psychosis was a possibility. Mm. Um, I'd never heard of it before. Um, yeah, and it's kind of frightening to think that, you know, just because you don't sleep, because of all the hormone changes, that you can genuinely lose sense of reality. Take us through some of the insights of psychosis. What do you feel of time when you're in this state? Well, that's, I think, the most frightening thing is that time, as we kind of understand it in a linear way, doesn't exist. Mm. Um, when I was in the psychotic state, um, I felt like I was experiencing every moment many times, multiple times again and again. I would kind of see it again, or I would have a memory of it already having happened, um, which kind of led to the sense of fra the fracturing of time and a sense that, you know, one, one minute felt to me like it could have been many years just because I, it just compounded upon itself. Um, and that fear, it makes you feel completely distanced from what's actually happening, because you, you don't know what's happening when you're removed from time in that way. Does the sense of eternity also feel real? The sense yes, of almost every I mean, second for, feels like it could be eternal? Yes, definitely. I mean, that's something that I've always been fascinated by, even before psychosis. But definitely with psychosis, I really thought I was kind of seeing a dimension of a possibility that there is kind of this infinite experience or eternal experience. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely felt that way. 
And did you have a sense, how did language work in this state for you? So um, I, it was interesting because when, when there were words that certain people spoke to me, like, for example, my husband or my brother or certain nurses, I took their words with a real gravity. Like I really thought every word they said meant something mm. really specific. Um, and yeah, so I started to see a lot of meaning in their words and, you know, a throwaway comment that someone could say really could take on a lot of meaning. Um, for me, I felt really frustrated because I just really wanted to communicate what I thought was real mm. to the people around me. And every time I tried to explain using words, people would interrupt me to say, no, no, that doesn't make sense. And I remember just feeling so frustrated, like, why can't I communicate what I'm feeling um, or, or seeing? Um, yeah, so language was, in a way, it felt like multiple things. It was, yeah, it was a hindrance, but it was also, it gave a lot of meaning at the same time. So we locate ourselves in the words that we use, but also in the memories. And you, you, you mentioned experiencing false memories. How does all this impact who you come to see as yourself? Yeah, so when I was in the recovery, I had I had spent a lot of time trying to figure out what was a false memory and what was a real memory. So I had a lot of memories of things that never happened or lives, I guess I could say, that I never lived. So possibilities of, you know, me being with someone else or having another, a different child or me being my grandson or, you know, just, it was very fractured. And to me, each memory felt very real, almost mm. like a real one. And it took a lot of time to kind of uh, recognize that those were things that my mind had created um, and not what actually happened. You know, you start the book by um, referring to Korean su superstition or Korean tradition that a mother and a baby mm -hmm. is not supposed to leave the house for, uh, you know, the baby's initial period of life. Does anybody try to locate what you've experienced in Korean tradition at all as you make your way through yes. this? Yes, I mean at least for my family and I think my in-laws, they definitely, and they still believe this, that they think that the reason I experienced psychosis was because I didn't follow those traditions. Um, and, it, it, you know, it kind of, I think, you know, no one ever explicitly said, well, if you don't follow this, this was what would happen. But mm. it's kind of implied, I think, when anyone in my family hears about my experience, they just think, oh, yes, well, it's because, you know, you were traveling and you were very reckless. So in terms of the road to recovery, the road you take is definitely grounded in medical um, science. There is no other intervention yes. that is attempted. No, it, it was purely medical. Um, yes, from the, from the very beginning when I was admitted to the hospital, I was given a series of antipsychotic medications. And it's ultimately... Um, I get put on a very strong medication to finally kind of turn everything off. And what does that do um, to you, the side effects of that medication? Yeah, it's it's really frightening in a way. I mean, for me, firstly, it removed kind of any sense of emotion. So I was very distant and cold. But even physically, you know, I, my hands were very shaky. I, my whole body shook a lot. And 
for me, the most kind of difficult thing was I couldn't read because anytime I looked at words, they were very blurry. So there were many weeks where I just felt kind of, I couldn't see properly, I couldn't move properly. And you just feel, for me at least, I, I felt very much foreign from my own body. Mm. Has this whole experience given you greater empathy with, with people going through mental health disorders? Definitely. I mean, you know, I, I'd often heard about things like psychosis and I never really considered what it meant. Mm. Perhaps I, I didn't really have the imagination. And I think that now I, I really do have empathy for those who maybe, you know, who go through these things, these ups and downs of mania or psychosis. But in particular, I think I, I had a really deep empathy for people who have depression because mm. I think of the entire experience I found the depression the most difficult which happens after um, you recover yes it um it tends to happen after psychosis it's just I think because your brain has been so uh fractured and stimulated it mm. depression is kind of a natural thing that happens afterwards and it's usually um kind of exaggerated or amplified by the medication as well so um yeah for me I I didn't really understand that depression could be so physical and also just kind of so endless. And uh, it really taught me that, you know, when people say that they're going through depression, it's mm. it can be something incredibly difficult um, and severe. Mm. Does the diagnosis that this is a very rare form of postpartum psychosis give you any relief or clarity? Yes, I mean, psychosis, postpartum psychosis itself is very it's not very under it's not understood well and i think even the psychiatrists who've kind of spoken to me about my diagnosis um everyone has to tell me kind of that you know they're not 100 percent sure of the reasons but it does seem like for mine at least it was situational because it happened um three months after birth rather than a few days after birth um so usually for women who've experienced postpartum psychosis it's a 50% chance of having it occur again if you have another child, um, which is, you know, a really kind of frightening statistic. Mm -hmm. But for me, I feel I really feel that it was a, due to a situation and due to stress that it, I, I feel pretty confident that it wouldn't happen to me again. You know, you often hear with people with mental illness, people around them think, you know, why can't you just snap out of it? To what extent does, you know, recovery really rely on support of people around you and to what extent did you feel that you were able to will yourself forward to some extent yeah I mean I mean I've definitely you know been guilty of feeling that way too when I hear you know stories of people uh, you know sometimes you just think well maybe if you change your mindset but what really I learned is that no matter how much you kind of will yourself in that situation it's your body and your mind, your mind is just as much a physical, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really out of your control. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I desperately wanted to get better, especially during the depression. I was just, I couldn't feel, you know, I just couldn't stand feeling the way that I was feeling. Um, and I, I was really fortunate that no one. Um, Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.